done it now Gone against the king Gone against the crown Said, oh no, you done it now Time to feel the fire Rumors spreading around How could you think he would stay down Said, rumors spreading around Nothing but a liar Starting your Yamaha's way is the best way to start your day. Praise, pray, decree, and declare your way out of everything that's coming against your attitude, your ruach, your prosperity, your life. 
Life is in the power of our tongues, propelled by the very breath of our lungs. He is the spark. He is the fuel. Don't be a fool. L2R4 is the pump, and this message is high octane. We are the vehicle, his vehicle, carrying a message of Ahaba from Shamaim across Eretz. You bet. What is in your tank? This is Shalayak Scribe. And you have tuned in to praise, prayer, decree, and declare. We're going to ask Yami to come forward and take about three to ten minutes and pray clear the line, pray away any, any interference, and just kick this thing off right. Hallelujah. Yami, are you there? Hallelujah. I am filling up with high-octane gas. Premium. Hallelujah. So I am um, can put the pedal to the metal and move. Hallelujah. Um, Father, we say thank you for giving us this new day. Thank you that you have plans. And it's exciting to know that. And it's exciting to know that these plans that we may make for ourselves are, are under subjection to your plan because we want it that way because the plans we make um, may not take us where you want us. And we want to walk with you. So we begin our day new this morning, submitting our will over to you and um, rebuking the enemy and wearing your name. We are the sheep of your pasture. Yahshua HaMashiach is our, is our fearless leader. And he sends to us after his victory after his winning, um, uh, paying the price for uh, by his blood being shed for us to be in right relationship with our Messiah. So hallelujah. Thank you for giving us our will that we give over to you this morning anew and for the new day and let us worship you and let us serve you and let us love and adore you and let us just be who you created us to be and do what you want over this line so that we experience everything you have for your people, for us. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. I am thankful this morning for another, another day, another day to overcome the flesh, to overcome myself, to put others and Yah before me. 
I'm thankful for the opportunity to love my neighbor as myself. I'm thankful for the chance to share other with others the opportunity of Shamaim, the chance to get to know the creator of the universe, hopefully better than I know him. I'm thankful for the opportunity to speak into the lives of others and hopefully have something of value to say. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my mishpacha. I'm thankful for all of the berachot Yah gave me through Yeshua. I'm thankful for the fact that I can still grow, that I can still learn new things, that I can still edify Him. Thankful for the chance that I can still be of service. Abba Yah, in the name of Yeshua, I just decree and declare, I, I pray right now, Yah, that you continue to move and use Transformed Recovery and Love, Inc. in a way to shine a fresh light on what fellowship should, should and could look like. Abba, I come against the, the forces of evil. I come against the adversary against witchcraft, against spiritual forces in high places. Yeah, I pray against the powers and principalities of darkness that they would hold no sway over my life or any life that hears this recording or is listening to it live. Abba, we know that Yeshua has conquered death, hell, and the grave. And so we don't have to experience death, hell, or depression this side of Shamayim. We know it's not going to be there. It shouldn't have to be in our lives here. Abba, I'm thankful for the examples of those around me that have put you first, that are putting you first, and that are running the good race. In Yah, I am dedicated. I am consecrated. I am Kodesh. I am an overcomer. I am driven. I am passionate. I am compassionate. I am a hard worker. I am delivered. I am not confounded. I am Yaz. I am a son, brother, and friend and set apart good standing. I am an emulator. I am a biker. I am an author. 
and I am a marketplace minister. And I am convicted of the message that Yah has put on my heart. And I'm happy to be here this morning. Hallelujah. It is going to be another awesome day today in Yahweh, and I'm just grateful for the chance to reach out and reach into the hearts and lives of people that uh, they cared to call in. And with that, I'm going to throw it back to Yami for her morning teaching and her praise prayers, decrees, and declares as she wishes to disclose them. Hallelujah. This morning, I just declare that I shall hear the voice of Yahweh, the Good Shepherd, and I am safe, and I am anointed, and I am um, able to keep the land he gives to me. Hallelujah. Father, as we look into Samuel, the first book of Samuel, and this set-apart man and his part in the, um, the developing of your people who, who ask for it to have someone to lead them. And so you gave it to them because uh, it, they didn't have the confidence. They, um, they needed to grow, just like we need to grow in the areas that the devil would look at upon us as weak. We pray that the devil no longer see us, but they see Yeshua. Hallelujah. I am covered over with a robe of righteousness that Yeshua gave to me. I'm covered over with his precious blood, and he lives in me. Oh, the joy that floods my soul to know Yahweh and that he loves me so he brings to me my Savior. And and thank you for the Ruach who leads us into all truth and letting us now be vessels of honor that we shall speak forth the oracles of Yah and will do great and mighty things. Well, right now what we are... Um, Oh, my glasses, I've got to wash them because I was going to read from the book of Samuel. But first I get to tell you that we have seen Israel make commitment to um, stay in right relationship with Yahweh. 
and to not get entangled with the false gods of the land they entered. And just like when they were in the land of Egypt, here they went. They they first made that commitment and they were all for it. And what happened? They went astray. And Yah didn't like that and Yah couldn't leave people comfortable in sin. He loves us too much to leave us that way. So, so yeah, I'm sorry. What, what, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. What chapter are you teaching? Okay, I'm going to read, I believe, chapter either six or seven. I've got it. I'm cleaning my glasses right now to see. I read up to eight myself, but um, I today I'm trying to let Ruhak tell me which chapter is most important to read out loud. And I'm, um, because the rest I'm trying to sum up to get to the, the, the main, um, chapter for today. So it, I think it's going to be, um, six. Okay, um, so, so here they went astray and, um, and the Philistines started winning the battles and took the tabernacle and was moving it all over because each place they moved it to, they the city was cursed and they got big tumors and um, and and other elements came upon them and. They finally got the message, and and um, they surrendered to um, to Israel, the tab the tabernacle. Okay, um, or ark, I should call it. Sorry for the wrong word. Chapter six of Samuel tells us. And the yark of Yahweh was in the field of the Philistines seven months. And the Philistines called for priests and for those divining, saying, What shall we do with the ark of Yahweh? Let us know with what we shall send it to its place. And they said, if you send it away, the ark of the Elohim of Israel, if you send it away, the ark of the Elohim of Israel, you shall not send it away empty. For turning back, you shall turn a guilt, return a guilt offering back to him. Then you shall be healed, and it shall be known to you why his hand has not 
turned away from you. And they said, What shall be the guilt offering which I shall send back to him? And they said, The number of the rulers of the Philistines, five golden um, himorno and five hemorrhoids. I thought so. And um, and five golden mites. Uh, for one plague has been on all of you and on your rulers. And you shall make images of your hemorrhoids and images of your mites that are corrupting the land and shall give honor to Elohim of Israel. It may be that he will lift his hand from off you and from off your God and from off your hand. And why did you harden your heart? as the Egyptians and Pharisees hardened their hearts and Pharaoh hardened their hearts when um, he dealt ruthlessly with them. Did they not send them away? And they went and, and now take and make one new cart and two suckling cows on which a yoke has never gone up and you shall tie the cow to the cart and cause their young one to return home from them. And you shall take the ark of, the, of Yahweh and put it on the cart and the vessel of gold, which you shall return to him for a guilt offering. Put them in a coffer in its side and send it away and let it go. And yet it, let it go. And watch, if it goes up the way um, of its own border to Beth Shemeth. Um, he has done great evil to us. And if it does not, then he shall, we shall know that it is not his hand that touched us. It was an accident to us. And the men did so, and they took two suckling cows and tied them to the cart, and they shut their young ones in the house, and they placed the ark of Yahweh on the cart and the coffer with the golden mice and the images of the hemorrhoids, and the cows um, went straight in the way, on the way to Beth Shemeth, 
Um, they went on one highway going and lower, going and lowering, and they did not turn to the right or the left. And the rules of the Philistines went after them to the borders of Beth-Shemesh. And those of Beth-Shemesh um, were, were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley. And they lifted up their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. And the cart had come to the field of Joshua, Joshua, and the best, oh boy, and this, okay, and, and stood there, and there was a great stone, and they cut the wood of the cart, and they offered the cows as the burnt offering to Yahweh. I'm just, I'm seeing all these particulars. And you know what? I think of myself. When I hear from Yah, he gives me the direction exactly how to do as I do it. I'm thinking back of the different times. The Ruha flows through me, and I'm doing the right actions because I've already surrendered my will, and that guidance is is constantly directing me, like even things like now turn left and now turn right and now stop. I've been sometimes directed to someone Yah wanted me to give a message to and to help for a season. And as I obeyed the direction to the key, he accomplished great things. And I was proving to him that I was a surrendered vessel for his majesty. And um, basically, this is a pretty long chapter. <laughs> but, um, okay. Uh, da, da, da. Let's move up to... Okay, I might have not picked the right chapter because the point I was getting at was they, you know, now this is what the Philistines did in order to just get out of the hell they had been, had gotten themselves in by moving around the ark, which belonged to Yah's chosen people. And then when they finally gave up, and they had to do that to, to not be miserable the rest of their days, they did um, the orders. The Philistines did the directions that were given them that to surrender that ark and to pay um their dues 
to Yahweh. So it was um, then handed over back to Israel. And then when next time we'll talk about how that was dealt with. And so um, we want to pray that even when people, we thank you that even when people don't know you as their Elohim, that you give them good orderly direction and if they obey it, they get the benefit um, of being, I guess, how Rot was called friends of God, not really knowing, but operating with truth. And then they are saved, <laughs> temporary, I guess, because eventually when you're not in the you are um, going to be go astray again. So, um, in the name of I surrender. Yami, you're, you're, you're breaking up. You got to do something with your phone. Is this better? Much. Good. So, so you're back where you were. You went. You went right back to where it was. What? All day yesterday, some people I just had to say, "I'll talk with you tomorrow." Because I couldn't get them in. They couldn't hear my voice. I could hear them, but they didn't me. So what's wrong with this phone? I say, be healed. And um, be used for the service of God. So submit all airwaves and all parts of my phone. Um, You are a tool and you will work properly in the name of my Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. So, Father, today, let us again walk in your ways and, and hear the little things, the little directions, and do them all and be people that are pleasing to you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Hashem Adonai Baruch Hashem Yeh 
be Yahweh and to have a life worth living. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. Okay, Proverbs 12, 23 to 28. A wise man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools calls out, calls out their folly. The hand of the hard worker shall rule, but the lazy ones become will become forced labor. Heaviness in a man's heart makes it droop, but a good word makes it glad. The righteous searches out for his friend, but the way of the wicked misleads them. A person of laziness does not start after his prey, but the wealth of a working man is precious. In the way of righteousness is life, and in that pathway there is no death. Hallelujah. Abba, in the name of Yeshua, we just ask that you the reading, hearing, and obeying of this word to our hearts, that we would apply it, that we would esteem it, that we would hold it dear, Yah, in the name of Yeshua. Like I said, some of these are pretty simple, but there's a number of different ways of, of looking at these things. Um, in typical Hebrew or Jewish, if you will, theology, the definition is normally there's four four different ways of looking at a lot of these proverbs. A wise man conceals knowledge. Now, normally, if knowledge is concealed, it's probably something that somebody does not want fully known. If you're in a counsel, I'm, I'm believing this to say, if you're in a counseling situation, you're going to hear something that the council E does not want just thrown out there and made no made public. It could be embarrassing. I, yeah, kind of like we say in Transformed, um, it's not our place to put your bad business out there. We're not trying to get anybody in trouble. Yah already knows it, so it can be concealed in Yah. And Yah will let it be known when it's time. But the heart of a fool calls out their folly. A lot of times when a, when a person lacking understanding or engaging in behaviors that would reduce the integrity of their walk, the integrity of their, their appearance, okay, they could be considered fools. Um, their behavior is foolish anyway. And they're probably not going to be too too ashamed to make it known. They're probably not going to care too much one way or the other. They're just going to run off, you know, have diarrhea of the mouth and just spew whatever it is on their heart for just the sake of doing it. There really is no rhyme or reason behind it. And because because they don't understand, you know, wisdom or the value of it yet, it's just it's just that simple. The hand of the hard worker shall rule, but the lazy ones will become forced labor. Uh, this one kind of stings. I got to be honest. Um, 
in certain ways, I am a hard worker. Um, at certain times, I have been. In other ways, for whatever reason, I just can't seem to get the traction. There's a reluctance there to do what I've done before, but not to, to the extent where it's actually profited me, where it's actually been beneficial to me or anyone else that I'm responsible for. Um, and when you're interacting with labor in that manner, it puts you back in a situation where it becomes forced labor. There's not a, you know, there's not an, an ahava behind the work that you're doing. You don't really love what you're doing. You're doing it because you absolutely have no choice. You're doing it just to put bread in your mouth because you haven't quite learned yet what it takes to motivate yourself to get off your backside to put the effort in so that you can begin to love the work that Yah loves. I guess is one way of putting it. The type of work that causes you to implement your faith in every in every situation so that you can come out on the right side of it in a way that honors Yah. Forced labor, a job, does not require that. There isn't, there isn't a living entity in the world today that doesn't do something when it up to make sure it has food in its mouth or clothes on its back. Now, we know we're not supposed to worry about those things. We're not supposed to fret about them. We're supposed to trust and believe that Yah will provide those for us, but he still expects us to be gainfully employed. But he's created this, he's created this world so that when people see things, they can change them. When, you see, when they see things that are wrong, they can change them for the better. They can change different modes of doing things where the work doesn't have to seem like it's forced. Heaviness in a man's heart makes it droop. But a good word makes it glad. Now, the weight of a man's heart cannot be measured until after the person has expired. Let's put it that way. I'm leaning towards believing that this heaviness speaks of depression or anxiety or the negative characteristics that we allow ourselves to get into because we don't trust and obey at the level that Yah wants us to, where he can effectively work in us and continue to pick us up. Heaviness in a man's heart makes it droop, but a good word makes it glad. In most cases, a good word will make it glad if the person with the heavy heart will listen to it and take it to heart and let it have the healing effect that it's supposed to have. And Yah's words are healing. They're supposed to be healing. They were intended to be healing. Now, the question we've got to ask ourselves, is conversation about uh, suckling cattle and gold mice and, and images of gold and hemorrhoids, 
are those Yah's words or are they just contents to under, so we can understand the context? Because obviously those words are not going to make us glad, but the end result of the ark coming back to Israel should give us hope. So we've really got to dig through. We've got really got to dig through this and pick through it because obviously those conversations of ox and mice and, and hemorrhoids and carts and stuff like this, they're not commandments. They're not statutes. They're not something that we can do something with in and of themselves. But we can use them to propel us towards the end result, which is the ark back in Israel where it belongs, which, it, which means essentially the knowledge of Yah being back where it belongs with those that esteem it the way he intended for it to be esteemed. So that he gets the kavod, so that he gets the honor, so that his esteem is not lost because of the fallenness of this world. The righteous searches out with his friend. The righteous searches out with his friend, but the way of the wicked misleads them. So as iron sharpens iron, so the countenance of one man sharpens the face of another. We're looking at things. We're, un, we're conversing over ideas and issues that can fix, that can elevate, that can lift, that will bring Yah to the forefront of our minds, that will bring him out of the darkness of our own understanding. <laughs> that will bring you out of, out of the darkness of our, of our own misunderstanding and into the marvelous light that we need so that he can be what he wants to be in our experience. But the way of the wicked, again, the way of those that will break just for the sake of breaking with most particular need for whatever it is they're casting down to be broken, will mislead them. Basically, what I believe this is saying is if you're, is if you're planning to do something criminal, if you're pl planning to do something sinful that's going to impact somebody else, if you're going to fracture a trust, if you're going to break a bond, if you're going to remove something that somebody else gains strength from or value from. If you're going to devalue your neighbor in a way that is not pleasing to Yah in any way that devalues, that devalues your neighbor does not please Yah, if you are caught in that, you will be misled you'll be given over to misleading spirits so you continue to go down the wrong path. 
it's kind of like taking the easy way out. It's kind of like trying to get something for nothing. Verse 27, a person of laziness does not start after his prey. Again, this is another one that reflects back to uh, the kind of touches on verse 24 again. A person of laziness does not start after his prey. A person that won't get up and move, that won't get up and do, will not get any closer to his goal, to his dreams, to accomplishing the task that was put before him. He just won't do it. He'll just sit there and you know, make plans, but you know, oh, I'm too tired to get up and do this. I don't want to do this, blah, 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 blah. And and you got to be real careful because sometimes, you know, sometimes I find myself in that situation. Normally, even if I'm not feeling good, I don't know what it was yesterday that hit me. But I had a stiff neck. I couldn't focus. My nose started running. I don't know if it was the humidity. I don't know what it was. I could not focus on my computer. I could not think. I could not see straight. But, of course, there the adversary was saying, well, now you're just being lazy again. You're just you're not doing anything. And that's a frustrating place to be because you know, I can't I can't say it was the adversary that caused me not to feel well yesterday. But I didn't have to entertain the the, the self degrading thoughts that were affecting me. And not knowing how to get past what it was that was that was hitting me, that knocked me out, it's a frustrating place to be, even if you are praying. A person of heaviness does not start after his prey. You will never see a lazy lion in the jungle. You will never see a lazy eagle swooping down to get its fish out of the sea. He's going for it. In fact, that eagle is probably going for it at about 200 miles an hour. But the wealth of a working man is precious. And that wealth includes time or encompasses time because of the time away from that which he held dear, that was more important than the wealth itself that was earned. But the acquiring of that wealth because of the sacrifice of time with that, with that which he loved is what makes the acquired wealth as precious as it is. But now this wraps up into it. Is that wealthy man giving with a healthy heart. And it would seem in this verse that the person being spoken of does have a healthy understanding of who Yahweh is and is living by Yah's statutes. And that's a good thing. Verse 28 says, In the way of righteousness is life. And in that pathway there is no death. And that's an awesome promise. 
Yahweh makes that promise through Solomon because Solomon has already experienced that, even though he stumbled later in life. But the way of righteousness or the way of rightness, going right, doing things the right way, is life. A lot of times it can be likened to driving a car. Or maybe we'll take it back to, you know, this time frame where it was chariots and wagons and things of this nature. If you don't keep the thing on the right heading, if you don't keep whatever it is you're, you're guiding, if you just let the animals take it on their own, they're probably going to walk into something until they can't go any further. That's why we were given the intellect that we have so that we can guide those animals that we have learned to make tools out of with care and and justice and a loving attitude so that we're merciful and that we're not cruel, you know, that whole thing. We don't want to get caught in that trap. In the way of righteousness is life, and in that pathway is no death. You could also liken it to, there's a story I heard many years ago about a, um, about a battleship that was coming into port on a really, really foggy night, and their radars picked up a, a constant contact. And so the uh, the seaman in charge on the bridge of the ship hails the other contact and demands that it moves. And there's a couple other exchanges, and for whatever reason, the captain gets involved, and he comes on with a real chip on his shoulders, and he's got an he's got an attitude. And he says, this is Captain so-and-so of the battleship, so-and-so of the U.S. Navy. I command you to move 20 degrees north. And the response from the lighthouse comes back. This is seaman whatever of the U.S. Navy. This is a lighthouse. Adjust course 20 degrees now. So it's all about perspective, because if that captain was remained too proud to adjust course, what what may have been an honorable path through this man's life for the last 50, 60 years would have ended up being a pathway of death, at least for some because they'd have run right into that breakwater. So we have to keep our eyes open to the guiding lights that Yah puts in our path so as not to run into the immovable object. So, hallelujah. Abiyah, in the name of Yeshua, again, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your ruach. We thank you for your presence this morning, and we just give you all praise, honor, and esteem because you are good, you are great, you are awesome, 
And when we come back, we will have Marissa. And I think I skipped a pattern. Skip. I broke pattern here today. I apologize, folks. We're going to go to a music break, and we will have Yami or uh, not Yami. Marissa, when we come back, I keep getting these names mixed up for some reason. I have no idea. Maybe I need to keep... Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
do I have the doubt that kept my forefathers out? Can I make it past the curse? Will my heart be sure when I stand at the door? Will I need my eyes to see? Oh, I don't know. I'm so sure that you're at the door And doubt comes over me When the shofar sounds Will I step out? Will I need my ears to I need my ears to believe Oh, I don't know how I please Have mercy on me Don't let me stumble or fall Let me have Of the promise you have for me. Oh, 
times before you Can't you feel it in the air Has your heart been hardened in you Do you really care You say that you've been woken up Now you know his name You have set his heart before you So you claim Did you hear the voice of the hungry Or the widow's sigh Did you hear the orphan cry Cause no one is satisfied Did you lend a hand to the poor In their hour of need Did you close your eyes to the homeless Cause you just Your hand 
Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are listening to Praise, Prayer, Decree, and Declare. This ish, like, scribe. We are going to bring Marissa forward with her Ephesians 6 reading, her Praise, Prayers, Decrees, and Declares, and then her introduction of Shaliach Rock for his teaching. So here she is. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Shalom. Shalom. Children, obey your parents in Yahweh, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment what they promise. Then it may be well with you, you may live long on the earth. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but nurture them in the discipline and teaching of our master. Slaves, obey your masters, according to flesh with reverence and trembling and singleness of your heart, as to Messiah, not with eye service as hypocrites, but as slaves of Messiah, doing the will of our master from the heart. Serving as slaves with goodwill to our master and not as to men, each one knowing that whatever good thing he does, this he shall receive from the master, whether he is a slave or a free man. When masters do the same things toward them, forgiving their faults, knowing that the master of you and of them is in heaven, and there is no respect of persons with him. For the rest, my brothers, be made powerful in our master and in the might of his strength. Put on all the armor of Yahweh for you to be able to stand against the strategies of the devil. For our conflict is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and with those in authority and with the possessors of this dark world and with the evil spirits that are beneath heaven. Because of this, take up all of the whole armor of Elohim that you may be able to resist the evil one. And being prepared, you shall prevail. Then stand firm, having girded your loins about with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And defend your feet with the preparation of the good news of peace. Above all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the flaming darts of the evil one. Also put on the helmet of salvation, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of Yahweh. You all prayer and petition, praying at all times, in the Ruach, in watching to the same thing without perseverance and petition concerning all the saints. Pray also for me that to me may be given speech in the opening of my mouth with boldness to make known the mystery of the good news, for which I am an ambassador in a chain, that in it I may speak boldly as it is right for me to speak, but that you also may know the things about me, what I am doing, Tychus, the beloved brother and faithful minister and our master, will make known all things to you whom I sent to you for the same thing, that you might know the things about us, and he may comfort your heart. Peace to the brothers and love, with faith from Yahweh, our Father and Master Yeshua Messiah. Grace be with all those that love our Master Yeshua Messiah without corruption. Amen. I like that words, Yahweh, that they talk about. Uh, 23, peace to the brothers and love, with faith from Yahweh, the Father and the Master, Yeshua Messiah. That we have faith in Yahweh and that the Queen of Clarity is... I hear sliding around in the back. If you can mute, if you can mute yourself, please. And I the Queen declare that Yeshua is taking the wheel today as it keeps us focused on him and the decree and declare that we are not in um, 
the enemy's hands and that we are not distracted or in the worldly devices that Yahweh brings us to where he wants us today and every day for that matter. And the Queen declares, I am overcoming and I am healed, that I am made being made whole in, in Yahweh as we are all in his love. We can declare that we have his love over us and over our nations and in our hearts as he is growing our growing us in him, that we are having growth and I pray for new new growth in Yahweh as we have uh, today we ask for Yahweh's timing to have his structure built upon us and his as we are not mythicking sand anymore, we are structured on the firm foundation, which was part of the just for today last night that they they were talking on behalf of being structured. So I'm thankful or foundation I should say that. So we have Yahweh's foundation that He is building us, building building before us that He keeps our crooked path straight and that we are no longer sinking sand. Hallelujah. And it became clear as the Malachim comes that they are surrounding us in their Hanan and their safety. It's going to clear Psalm 91 over our overseers, Rock and Sandy. They are traveling to come to Madison. They pray for your... Uh, keep, them, keep them safe, Yahweh. And for... Uh, Scott and Kim, and for their family as well, and as well as the Rock and Sandy's family, and Yami and, and Jim, and their family members, and all of our others on the line in your family. And I pray for those who are been through the Victor Point Home, as well as our, our brother Mike and others that was have fallen, fallen short or straight from the line. I pray that you. We we convene you, we restore that you are our restorer. And I see the clear that you are restoring mine and my children's relationships as well, Yahweh. And as well as my earthly stepfather that you can always that you are doing a work in him as I experience clear your your hand upon him as well. And that's my sister and my brother too. That my that you unveil the truth to them. That my sister knows of you, but she isn't always there with you or honoring you. And I have not spoken to my brother in quite some time. I really don't know where he stands today. I know that he was in the false mindset of religious aspect of thinking things that prove that as he looks at it as Christianity is not real, which it's relationship with them. Um, so I pray that Yahweh has finds that Yahweh can make the way for my brother Michael that he can have a way with him, Yeshua's name, as well as my ex-husband's family. That there's a lot of things happening, and even with um, the ex, my his sisters, he has sister Anu and over um, Preeti that's married in Italy. I can kind of clear that witchcraft is broken off of them. And that they no longer are in the religious things. That Yahweh can bring them out of that. And I pray for healing upon them. And I thank you for the immediate family that is in um, 
Dan County and helping my daughter as she's with them, that you shine your light upon her and as she is in your in your um and on your favor, Yahweh that and we come we ask for the lying spirits to to be broken off, that she's not gonna lie about things as well as Gary and his family, that they have the truth and I pray for the only nothing but the truth over them to help them, yeah, that they will be convicted of their wrongdoings. Hallelujah. And I pray for, um, you keep us in, in a, a cod with you, Yahweh, that whatever we're doing wrong or whatever we might not be looking to you first, that you keep us acknowledging you in all things, that whatever might turn us the wrong way, that you, you remind us and have your hand guide us back to the right path. And I pray for those who are in addiction out there, Yahweh, in alcohol, as this weekend coming up is a big a big party and a worldly party. So I decree declare the safety in this in the world this weekend. I decree declare your love over over those who are out there partying. As we can't tell them no, because we don't get to say what the next door neighbor is gonna do, but you get to say yes and no to them. So I decree declare you send your 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 Yali workers to them, Yahweh. Heavenly workers to the to the cities and the states that are going to be doing um, different different activities. I pray for safety for the children out there and the families that are enjoying the holiday that don't need to be in danger. And declare your safety upon those, and also the men and women that are single or that are just trying to have a good weekend. I pray for your hand upon them. I just want to care for those gun violence and I pray for less steps. Hallelujah. And for the um, dope dealers out there, Yahweh, you know where they are. You know what's going on and the, where the source is coming in from outside in different countries. I just to care you're suiting up your workers, the men and women in uniform. We thank you for your, that you call them out to strategize the, the ways of the, the enemy to the, um, system of wherever the dealers go because they all are getting creative and yeah well you make the, the righteous men and women more creative so they I pray you bring them one step ahead of the next um, strategy of the devil between the um, negative aspect of the drug world out there and I pray for our doctors out there yeah well, you know the healthcare system is, is a lot of corruption and pharmacia not the pharmacia aspect of ways doctors do things and I just decree it clear that you can send a new way of doing things in the healthcare system <clears throat> which is a natural way the natural naturopathic of of um healing. And I pray for the transgenders out there that are in the mindset thinking that they're not the right sex that they were born in or that they have to be that I pray for you to help as you send the Yali workers in their path, that they can re um, accumulate, they can turn from their wicked ways, they can reach out to those in need and be of counsel that you send them forth to help those who are lost or in the devil that's thinking the wrong things about themselves. I pray for the positivity and mindsets over those, that you have your positive work upon them, Yahweh. 
in that body modification out there, that demonic aspect, declare your hand upon it, Yahweh. As well as our government, there's a lot of issues in our economy and the food, the food shortages and uh, gas prices and all sorts of different issues that are happening. I just declare your hand upon that, Yahweh. <clears throat> For our government and the politicians and our immediate governments in our states that are not that are not fearing you, Yahweh, that they are uprooted from anyone that is not looking to you as a clean clear you that you take them out of office, that you can remove the evil plots on those that are making decisions in our cities and states. I decree and declare your favor over our situations and our finances, and as well as I'm thankful for our, our CEO of X39, David Schmidt, and our Dr. Wallace from um, Nativity, and as well as we're, we're getting to know our new company, Asante, his name is Michael, and I thank you for them. I pray your hand upon them as well and love over them. And as there might be a new business that's coming forth, I just thank you for the, the creators that are bringing new things out and new ideas to them. And also in our music industry, too. The Queen of your Yali singers bring more shakma to their songs and their <clears throat> lyrics that they can bring into the world. That they can bring you your that word glory, that kavod. That's the word for glory. Hallelujah! That you can have your kavod over our music, that can put you into it in the worldly music. Hallelujah! And I pray for things coming into alignment as you're lining us up in your word. And I thank you that you're bringing us out of Egypt, and that you're giving us your fruits each day: love, kindness, joy, shalom, faith. Patience, goodness, meekness, and self-control. We declare it over our love ministry, prison ministers, and also for other ministers in the women and men's prison systems. That we have our brother Steve Shipley and teachers of you, Yahweh, that you're keeping, your, you're keeping them going, Yahweh. And I pray for the um, sex trafficking. There's deception behind it. I just declare you help those situations, Yahweh. And as our, as our churches learn to keep your commandments and any pagan religions, religious uh, mindsets or religious ceremonies that they are into, as in um, that's not honoring you wholeheartedly for our um, churches out there that they can be corrected under your, under your Hanan, uh, under your Shasma. We can send, send they need to send new workers in and send the new workers into those churches that are, that are called to do your work. And I'm, I am your, your daughter. I am your beloved. And I am an overcomer. And I am perfect and beautiful as I am faithful. And I'm able to do all things through our Messiah who gives me strength. And I am a truth teller and I'm well seasoned in Yahweh that he's knit together. And I am bond purchased by the blood of the Lamb, and I am a seer and hearer of all Yahweh has for me. And I am in constant communication, as that's what we are getting into the last few days, that I am in communication with my Heavenly Father, and all things of not of our Heavenly Father, Yahweh, that is 
anything that's trying to feed the lies, I am able to recognize and command them to stop and cast them out. And I'm thankful for the discernment that Yahweh gives us for our brethren, that Yahweh gives them discernment too. And I'm thankful for the sunshine. It's for all of our seasons, Yahweh. And I'm thankful for my children. Thankful for all of our children and the that are out there. I'm thankful for salvation, for our animals. <clears throat> I'm thankful for the as we replenishing the soil, for the green grass and the flowers and the the, nat- the, the natural beauty of your outside. It's been a prayer that you let us see your beauty in us, that we are beautiful in you, Yahweh. And I am um, thankful for my <clears throat> overseers, my Shaliak Rock and my um, sister Sandy and Shaliak Skype and, and um, Tim, as well as Shaliak Yami as she's being um, girls in Yahweh too. And I decree and declare your love over them and your um, fruits. And as we go into our morning with the love cupped up from above, as he continues, as Rock, as Rock continues to share this wonderful message that he's been getting into There's a lot of different areas where she's been getting, that he's touching base on. But what I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was enjoying the um, a little bit of it last night when I was re-listening to the message. I didn't fully get through the whole thing because I was getting tired. But um, I liked how he was getting in about um, generational curses and that's the importance of where he where he stands as um, a demon hunter in the spiritual warfare that he has a constant communication with Abaya to get the chunk out. And then to ask them to replace it with better stuff. So as he speaks from Yahweh above the work, speaks to that we can learn something from the lips of Shaliak Rock as Rock speaks to him and to us that we can overcome by, by learning and being obedient to the word. And he went into a little bit of um, scripture which I got most of them written down. I have to go back to that part. But there's a scripture references in here about Matthew 3.16, Mark 1.10. I think that says Luke. I can read my writing. 3.22, and you're hooking on one. I think it's 1.22. But I got that part right. And I got a little bit of, um, you were going fast. So I was not able to get the last one. But, um, hallelujah. And I saw how he was getting into, putting the steps work, I, I think we can say step, so hallelujah, step work into the um, communicating parts, which is our relationship with Yahweh, the vertical and horizontal, I don't know what the other one is, somewhere in my notes, the um, relationship with Yah, and relationship with ourselves, and then the last, the last year were relationships with our neighbor. As, as we know how we have to communicate with our, our Heavenly Father, it is important to have His love. And, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat. Um, as I've had 
struggles in my own walk as my in my flesh. It's important for me as I'm going through these steps of in-house recovery that I know where um where Yahweh has me and He's working through me to get me to have that full loving relationship with Him so I can get to that point where I can be in fullness of, of Yahweh's love and getting the enemy enemy's lies out of my, my ears and my mind. Because I am I am worthy of Yahweh's love. And I'm I'm learning that I am not the opposite. So that way I can be in love with Yahweh and I am in love. I don't want to say I can be, I should say I am in love with Yahweh. I see it as he's working through me and working through all of us. That he works through us to give us his, his love, because he that's his that's what Yahweh is his love and his creation. And all the lies of in all the worldly ways, there's a lot of the opposite. Oh yeah, this is my notes. This is like five pages back or more so vertical is Yahweh is step one to three. And then internal is with yourself, which is four to seven. And then horizontal is your with your neighbor. So as we learn our relationship with Yahweh, which is constant communication and understanding where we stand in our relationship with him. So that's what I'm working on every day to work on my relationship with Yahweh. And then I can pray about my relationship with myself as I'm recognizing and not thinking or speaking lies or curses over myself that I'm learning not to think, oh, I'm sick, oh, I'm, oh I have a uh, sit on my face. I I look like crap. I have to I have to remind myself that I am not I'm not those those bad images. I am beautiful in Yahweh, and we are we are beautiful in His image. And so I have to remind myself as I'm learning internally that I am beautiful in Yahweh. And I that's my prayer is Yahweh. Let us see ourselves wholeheartedly as He sees us, and that I can learn to love my neighbor as myself. That's the horizontal. So that's where I probably struggled with relationships because I know I struggled with relationship with myself. So that's probably where a lot of my relationships sometimes went haywire. Or as we've spoken about company or being at the righteous tables, like who I was eating with. So that's also part of it is who you associate with and who who you hang out with. And when you hang out with the winners, then you're going to be winning. So there's many years off and on where I was not, I don't want to get into the details, but I just put it as the opposite of, of Yahweh's winners. So I'm finally coming around to the right direction, to the to the right table, to where Yahweh has me, and where he's brought Rock for so many years that Rock knows which table he's going to go to. And I'm going to be right, me and Scott are at the same table with Rock. We're not going to go back to those those tables full of chicken poop or chicken poop or, or what do you call it, um, dog puke, whatever you want to call it. Pretty much the table of darkness, which we don't want to go back into that full of darkness. We want to stay in Yahweh's light. But we're not going to go and eat at a table with serving a bunch of garbage. So I'm thankful that Yahweh can bring us to his feast of his fruits, and that we can look to his Yali gifts 
at the um, that's given us um, kept our Shaliak rock in life, and as he's a gift from Yahweh, we thank you for Rafa's as you, you brought him through so much in his walk that he's doing miraculous work for you, Yahweh. I just see and declare that you keep him and you bring him to new new heights in, in the direction that you bring him into and that he has your full um, chakma and your full attention that you give him and that you give all of us too, that we are not distracted by anything during this message and that we can keep our minds and our hearts set upon you in the pine rock as we hear the word and we hear the message from him and as well as stand if she's there that we pray that she's in a cod with, with her husband rock your your um word speaks and teaches through through him as he works rests upon and I just the Queen declares I thank you for your favor over Rock and your loving kindness that you're giving him as he is obedient to you, and you're bringing us into obedience with you every day, Yahweh. In Yeshua's name, I pray for this message to be be anointed and be fulfilled with your understanding, and that he can speak to us in a way that we can understand, in the right, in the right way from you, Yahweh. We thank you that you can give us the words to help us go in, in fullness today as you can keep us to our cup will overflow, and it is overflowing, that there's nothing else that can be removed that Yahweh's put in there. And anything that is not of Yahweh is in us, that you remove it, that Yahweh is our is our, um, our living waters, that, the, that there's no room for sin and no room for the enemy in us. Yahweh is our cleansing and healer. He's cleansing us and healing us throughout this season. And we are we are thankful in Yahweh and we rejoice in him. Hallelujah. So here's our, our message for today on Marcus. The dream is fading now I'm staring at the door. I know it's over cause my feet have hit the cold floor. Check my reflection, I ain't feeling what I see. It's no mystery. Whatever happened to a passion I could live for? What became of the flame that made me feel more? And when did I forget that I was made to love you? Got me swinging for the grand prize I feel the hate is spitting vapors on my dreams But I still believe I'm reaching out, reaching up, reaching over I feel the breeze cover me, call Jehovah
Everything I said was not heard because Scribe previously muted me. And I'm sitting here going, what the heck is he doing as he turned the music on twice over me? And I'm, like, already going full bore into explaining the subject of hatred to try to make a point of love, hate, love, love, hate. Scribe. <sighs> If you're going to mute me, you got to unmute me when you want me to talk, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm in there. He stepped outside for a moment, but I, I, I'll let yeah. him. Yeah, he, ha he muted me earlier, and I was muted, but for some reason you were saying, can, can somebody mute themselves, and I already was muted, but uh, then all of a sudden it said muted, you know, and it's like, why did he mute me? So... If you were to put a title on this one, and you're going to have to remember this, so put it in your notes, Marissa, because if you're going to recap these messages day after day, as you lead me back in to pick up where we left off in the Love Cove series, then what you can call today is love-hate relationships. All right? So what I was explaining was there's a Hebrew word that I'm going to I'm going to touch on as I go through this and the message is going to be based off of our friends at bible.org believe it or not uh they really actually wrote a very good piece uh and accelerated my studies so I didn't have to write it myself and I appreciate that uh, because there's just so much information, and you could take hours and hours and hours. I know to write what they wrote, the research on it alone, for me to uh, accumulate that type of detail in the timeline or the chronological would have probably taken me a good five to ten hours. It's some really, really good information. So... I elected to just shortcut the process and say these are some pretty good, you know, base notes for a message. And interestingly enough, the uh, message is coming from the one who was named by Yah as messenger. We know that the term Malik is a messenger. That is uh, what the, the Greek and uh, Romans have changed to angel or angel, uh, which is a god that is noticed in uh, the Nephilim of all these mighty ones that were the fallen mighty ones, not the good mighty ones. They were the bad guys. And therefore, you know, now the whole society and our whole world thinks that angels are the good guys when they're really angel or angelus was actually one of the bad guys. So the way that these mistranslations have happened and occurred over time has surely caused confusion for many because people don't know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are when they read a story 
that can make a pretty confusing plot. And if you're ever watching a movie and you're trying to figure out, like, the who done it, you know, and all of a sudden you find yourself siding with Bonnie and Clyde as if they were the good guys, that is really an influence from the author's or the writers that wrote the story. And I'll tell you, you know, there was a new version of Bonnie and Clyde that Sand and I had recently watched, and we watched it from the perspective of the law and those that were in law enforcement, and it gave a very different perspective. And all of a sudden they really, not like that original version, you know, uh, that had, uh, oh, I can't think of his name, the famous actor Bo I think his name was or something um but anyway that original version from when I was a kid glamorized and made them out to be like really great people and they flipped the they flipped the narrative they flipped the story of Bonnie and Clyde in that original old movie that's been around for a long time and when you watch this newer version and you see it from <clears throat> the the law's perspective, all of a sudden you get a very different picture. I, Kevin Costner is the the uh, the officer, a famous, famous Texas Ranger uh, that actually was the one that apprehended, and they had to do it. They murdered them because they just couldn't take the chance that they were going to get away. So they set them up to just blow them to kingdom come, okay? So there was a hatred. There was a, a, a rejection, right, of Bonnie and Clyde in this world. And unfortunately, the world was glamorizing them. They had them as heroes. You know, they were robbing the banks because, you know, the banks were corrupt and the banks were taking everybody's money and all of this was the narrative from a lot of a lot of people out there because people, when they went through the Great Depression, you know, they were losing all of their stuff because the banks went belly up. There were a lot of problems with banks. So there was a hatred towards banks. Banks being robbed by Bonnie and Clyde, it was almost kind of like a Robin Hood type thing where everybody was just happy for the bad guy that was a criminal that was lawless. And therefore you have to think of the higher law that always has to be upheld, which is thou shalt not steal or don't steal. It's a simple command. Don't steal. Now, why would you not steal? Well, if all of the different instructions or Torah, if all of those things hang on two commandments, Love Yahweh with all your heart, soul, strength, mind, right? And number two, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, are you loving your neighbor when you steal from them? I mean, have you ever, have you ever had anybody take anything from you? Have you ever had anybody steal from you? Because I have. And it doesn't feel nice. It's not an enjoyable experience. We got robbed with Scribe with us, which is quite the long story, but the shortcut is they broke into our Escalade when we were in uh, Las Vegas going to GoPro together. We parked in a very public place, wide open, 
And it seemed as though even the police and the security team from the uh, Miracle Mile or whatever it was called, a parking facility that was connected to all the mall area where all the, the stores and shops came together, which we parked, like I say, a very open place, should have been under a camera. And they said, well, we couldn't see anything from that angle of the camera. And it just seemed like they were in on it, almost, almost as if they contacted their friends and said, okay, yeah, we got, we got a hot one here. It looks like it's full of stuff. So break into this Escalade. And we didn't know, of course, I didn't uh, have any idea that Escalades are the number one break-in vehicle. <laughs> There's some news for you. You know, if you don't want to get stolen from, if you don't want thieves to steal from you, then just go ahead and buy an Escalade because, you know, or don't buy an Escalade because, you know, that is a hot target. That is definitely one that they're looking for. So if you look at how we all felt to have our computers gone with priceless information on them, much information that could never be restored, things that were private and, you know, basically priceless. Things that were priceless to us were on those machines, and we had not just mine, but Scribe had numerous devices, and worst part for him was he was the one that was farthest from home we were only five hours from home. We were five hours from Arizona. He was all the way from Wisconsin in Las Vegas, and uh, they took all his clothes. So when you, when you actually steal the shirt off of someone's back, so to speak, and you actually take from someone their personal things, and you feel the sting of theft or stealing, you know in your heart, that ain't love. That ain't love. And there should be a hate or a rejection, which is the, the real Hebrew translation, is what it comes down to is when we're using that word hate, your family, you know, that when Yeshua uses it in that perspective, hate your family is not saying the way we would think of hate, it's basically saying, reject your family and follow Yeshua. Come follow me, all that are weary, burdened, and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And your family may not be in that love cove. They, not, they may not understand Yeshua. So the question is, are you going to make the right choice or not to follow or not to follow? To love or to hate. To not follow Yeshua would be rejecting him then, wouldn't it? And I'll be honest with you, there's many people that I share a master's message with, and I make it so clear and so crystal of what his word is saying. And there are people that are so caught up in religion that they hate me. They reject the message that Yah's put inside me 
which I really believe with all my heart, is completely his message. It's completely him that wants me to be his messenger. So just like Malachi or Malachiah really is probably the better way to pronounce it. Malachiah or Malachiah, yeah, it's pro- that's probably even closer. Malachiah, right, is probably really a, a good name. If I was to give myself a new name, I would probably, in, if not using rock or kepha in Hebrew or Petra in Greek, which I wouldn't use, but if I wasn't using that name and I needed a nickname, probably a very suitable nickname for me or a new name for me would be Malachiah. Malachiah would be more suitable because it's really very much of what I am. I'm an end times messenger. Uh, another, you know, replacement term for shaliach, which is very much advocate, right? Which is, is being an advocate for the law or for the Torah or to uphold the law as an attorney would, a shaliach would do that same thing. And obviously there's a message that's coming through all of that. So messenger, missionary, overseer, all these terms can be synonymous with the term shaliach. Of course, the Greek, they changed it to apostolos, which I haven't figured out if there's a god or a goddess in that apostle thing at this point, but I'm, I'm seeking to find that because I, I think Apollo was another god. So if Apollo was a god and apostolos, you know, I don't know. They're just, they're very close. So I I really need to do some etymology on that one before I uh, publish the book Godre El and His Gods and Goddesses. Actually, the the name of the book is Exposed, Godre El and His Gods and Goddesses. So, you know, we're always trying to dig and dig and dig deeper and deeper and deeper to come to a place of understanding so that we can bring a master's message unto the people that will resonate in truth. So in this Bible.org laying out, what, what they're doing is they're breaking down what they believe is the beginning of Malachi in his message as a minor prophet. I don't know where this major minor stuff came from. <clears throat> I I think it's kind of insulting to those that were called by Yah that, you know, that would be like me saying, you know, I'm I'm a, a major Shaliach and scribes a minor Shaliach. That that's really insulting to him and it puts him in a box to always think that he's less than me and that has never been what I've felt in my heart just because I've been the one that he, that scribe was assigned to me to mentor, to teach, to encourage, to motivate, to love on, 
as a special one, as a called out one, as one that needed guidance and, and, and in direction and help to fulfill his kingdom destiny. I don't think mentorship should be looked as a, oh, I'm better than or less than the other person. That's never the case. I don't think Jerry Meadows ever made me feel that way. And I don't want to ever make Scribe feel that way or anybody that Yah has put in my path, like Marissa and so many others, including even my own wife. I don't want her to feel less than me or not as good as me or whatever. Uh, so no superiority complex. <clears throat> no superiority complex can be allowed. The, the issue can run so deep when someone's bold and is in a position of leadership that someone like our beloved Marilyn Fitman, uh, Minister Marilyn who, from Green Bay, who is running a house of worship for our ministry up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, only a few blocks from Packers Stadium, Marilyn had a real issue with the way religion and Christianity had always tried to make her feel less than. And she would always teach on, because I knew it was coming from her core being in the Ruach, that this one-upmanship, as she used to call it, was such a big deal. Okay? And she would go on and on and on about one-upmanship, and I knew it was a personal stronghold that she needed to defeat so she didn't feel less than. And I never really in any way tried to make her feel less than. I was always just trying to lead in love, but somehow she had this stronghold in her mind that anybody trying to lead her, and it was probably because of her men issues from being raped and beaten and everything that she had gone through, that it was hard for her to be led by a man, I really believe that's what the core of her issue was. And unfortunately, we never were able to work through all of that because at 63 years old, which is only, you know, six years from now for me, and I had been friends with Marilyn, for, you know, since Narcotics Anonymous in my early clean time, uh, and she was actually clean longer than I was. So... We had a history with each other and a friendship. And she had called me in to be a leader in Green Bay Recovery and to lead the functions. And I did a lot of ministering, if you will, or preaching when I had that microphone in my hand at Narcotics Anonymous events because many people thought I had a very powerful message of recovery to share with people. So it was ministry with a different label on it. But nonetheless, we were still administering a message of truth and hope and love and faith and different things. So uh, all that being said, there's no one-upmanship in this ministry, okay? that That's not... That's not the situation, and, and unfortunately, because religion has broken these books down 
as they put them in this thing, which is pagan called Bible, when they put that all together in that, in that compilation of books, unfortunately there was a lot of categorizations and little commentaries that I don't believe were yamentaries by far. They were personal opinion commentaries. <clears throat> Many of us have accepted them as sound doctrine. And I really reject that. I hate that. Okay. I really don't appreciate the insinuations that have been added to so many of these books and of these authors chosen by Yah in these books. But I will say Bible.org, <clears throat> other than accepting that false doctrine of minor prophet or making someone feel less than, and, you know, probably people of Yisrael you know, feeling like, well, what is this guy trying to do? Is he trying to do some kind of one-upmanship on all the other prophets? We don't even feel like the last prophets have fulfilled what they said was going to happen. You know, they let us down. Those prophets had us hoping that all these great things were coming, and now look at us. You know, we're in this horrible position with Babylon you know, Nebuchadnezzar goes ahead and takes over Israel. Jeremiah falls, you know, and, and uh, we, we, of course, rejected Jeremiah as a, as a whole, as a body. Uh, there was a small remnant that stuck with Jeremiah. But, you know, all of this that was going on through the Babylonian time period and the, the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, I think, really, and, and the fall of Israel, uh, vassal kings... And a vassal king, Marissa, so you can understand, is a king that wasn't appointed by Yah. All right? It's not an appointment by Yah. A vassal king is when the wars happen and everything happens, then basically the people in their wretchedness appoint some jerk-off, like electing a jerk-off president. You know, it's the same situation where the people's will is putting someone in there in leadership that really wasn't Yah's will. Now, Yah allows it, just like he allows us to sin today or not to sin. To sin or not to sin, that is the question. To love or not to love, that is the question. To hate or not to hate, that is the question. We got a lot of questions going on here today. And questions are good, because questions make you think. If I just tell you everything and I never ask you anything, then you don't have to think. You can just be like a robot and you can just say, okay, all right, yeah, whatever Walk says. Oh, yeah, Walk says this and Walk says that. Okay, that's what it is. Then. I don't want you to be a parrot. I'm not creating parrots. That's not what I do. I stimulate the mind and the heart and I cause people like scribe to push himself in the Ruach so that he gets counseled by Ruach. My main job is not to, Oh, you got to listen to me and everything I say goes. That would be lording over someone that would be a very sick thing, which is why also I believe the term Lord is so sinful to use 
is because that's not Yah's style. Yah does not lord over us. He is not a lord. In fact, he gets down on his hands and knees and washes our feet to prove it. He comes to us even though he has within, you know, just a snap of his his fire finger, he could fry us at any time. Poof, we'd perish. Poof, we'd be gone. He has that power and always has from the time of the garden. He could have said, poof, failed experiment. I'm getting rid of human beings because human beings don't know how to listen. I wanted an obedient people. But instead, he gave us the free will option to either accept him or reject him, to love him or to hate him, to follow him or to go in an opposite direction, which is why Teshuva. And we had the song Teshuva that I played in the in the little time of meditation where I played like 20 minutes of music. That was to get your mind and your heart and your head ready. I'm preparing good soil. <clears throat> I don't want to sow seeds into soil that's not ready to receive what I have. <laughs> I don't want to shove a Bible down your throat or, or a... a down your throat. That's not my goal. Because it's not Yah's goal. He gives us all a free will choice, a mind. He wants you to use it. He wants you to think about it. Scribe and I did a radio broadcast years ago called Think About It. And the reason was is because of the Dexter Yeager statement that he used to make that was so powerful to me, and that was, you know, the problem with people is that most people just don't think. That was one of his statements. And he said another powerful dexism, right, that, that used to just really get me was he would say the most uncommon thing out there is common sense. It's uncommon. Most people don't think. They just don't have common sense. Our goal, if anything, is so that you can start to hear from the Ruach for yourself, like Mosheya did. Mosheya wanted the people to listen to Yah directly. It was exhausting for him to have to carry the message to the people from Shamaim, you know, or from Mount Sinai, and, oh, yeah, okay, I'll take it down the mountain. Can you imagine walking up a mountain to get a message, coming back down a mountain with a message, you know, and all the people are sitting by as spectators, Oh, wow, look at all the fire and smoke up on the top of the mountain again. Moses must be getting a good one today. They were spectators. It was not them doing the thinking. It was not them going through the renewal of their mind. Romans 12, the base scripture for transformed recovery this is about your mind renewal. This is about you thinking about it. 
You can't get the love cove without thought. You will never be in covenant with Abba Yah the right way if you don't learn to think the right way. I, I hope you get that. You've got to change your mind. You've got to change your mind. Because the old mind that you've had is what got you in so much trouble in your life. Stop it. Don't think like that no more. Let's get a new mind. Let's renew and get things, all things new. A new Ruach. Get rid of that old spirit man. The spirits of lust and the spirits of greed and the spirits of fear and all those spirits that you need to be writing about in your Kitve Kadesh 4 step. The fourth step of the Kitve Kadesh, write, these writings, that fourth step should include every one of these evil spirits. And we have them listed. We already went through an extensive Kitve Kadesh study on it. So you'll have to revisit that. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to share with you today this portion of the Bible.org version of explaining, and they call it, and I'm going to change the words because I don't want to even speak all these gods and goddesses that they got in there, but I'll give them to their credit. They do speak of, in the first sentence, they do say, the word of Yahweh to Israel. So I got to give even some of these these Christian websites, I got to give these guys credit because even they are in the restoration of all things. They are taking steps in the right direction to not reject the Kitvei HaKadosh. They're actually starting to receive the real word as it was given in Ibrahi, which they translated to the word Hebrew, right? As it was given in the original languages, they're starting to also go back to, even as we see it within the artists that will be at Life Fest, as we're coming next weekend, you know, we're going to be at Life Fest. You know, a week from now, we're going to be sitting in Oshkosh at a life fest. We're going to be ordaining scribe, and he's got massive testing because we haven't done it. So he's got to be testing out and cramming for final exams. But I'll tell you, his daily assignments, he's getting A's. He's an A and an A plus, sometimes an A minus. Very rarely does he ever get a B plus. He's nailing it. He's listening to the Ruach. The Ruach, <clears throat> trust me, the Ruach is counseling Scott Scribe Pratt. I'm not. I mean, yeah, I, I give him a little 
little nudge to the left or to the right or here or there. But when I hear him being transparent and humbling himself and talking about the subject of laziness like he did today and being that honest, that's the Ruach convicting him, not me. I haven't said anything about his work ethic. But the Ruach is, the Ruach's talking to him, or he wouldn't be opening up like that. And you know what? That's what's supposed to happen with all preachers out there. The trouble is too many of them are still living in pride, arrogance, haughtiness, and there's no way they would let the people know that they still have any struggles. But you know what? If Shaul the Shaliach was willing to go ahead and say, this thing that I know that I ought not to do, I continue to do, like we now have in one of our songs by We the Kingdom, who's also going to be at Life Fest. I mean, that's a really good song. And how appropriate for those who were fallen people into drug addiction, the We the Kingdom band, they're all recovering addicts. Well, I don't know if they all are, but I know some of them are. And the point is that bottom reality, when the Ruach counsels you, causes you to humbly witness and humbly testify your faults and your failures and your weaknesses. And when you put them out there, it actually encourages the thinking of all the people who know, well, I ain't perfect yet either. I really appreciate them sharing that. They are much more real to me now. I don't have them up on this pedestal and then get shattered when you find out that they actually put their pants on the same way that you put them on one leg at a time. That when they actually sit on a toilet, it actually stinks just like when you sit on a toilet. When they wake up in the morning, their breath is so bad that, that people fall over just like your breath is so horrible and people fall over. When we bring ourselves to that state of humble and humility, we are entering into the realm of Kitve Kadesh 7 because we've already worked through and gotten honest about the fact that I still struggle with this area or that area and I'm trying because I have a desire in my heart I'm trying to get rid of it so I have the willingness you know I have the open mindedness I'm, I have the honesty of the Kitve Kadesh 6 and the final thing that happens for every one of us which is getting to the point of where Yeshua is is we actually get rid of it and it goes. We remove it. We don't think like that no more. We don't talk like that no more. We don't act like that no more. Anymore. No more. I don't know the bright English. It's a ridiculous language. I don't like it, but my wife is perfect at it. So hallelujah for the English major I'm married to. I corrected myself without her even having to do it because I thought it was possibly any more when I said no more, okay? All right, so there was a perfect example of humbling oneself 
to say, I don't know English that well, but what I do know of it, I really probably don't like too much because I like Hebrew better, and that's why I want to learn Ibrahi at its purest form because it seems like the perfect language that the text from Zephaniah 3.9 actually tells us it's the perfect language. So if, if, the, if the book is telling me, the good book is telling me it's the perfect language, maybe I should trust the good book and work on that language first before I learn Spanish <laughs> and cause more confusion, right? We need to really realize this is the perfect language, and we should have a desire when Christians say, well, what are you saying? I got to learn Hebrew to be saved? No, I'm not saying that. But you know what? Learning some Hebrew would really help you to become closer and more intimate with Abiyah because he wrote the love letter in Hebrew, Ibrahim, okay? He wrote it in Aramaic. So if we want to get the purest communication, and that's what we've been sharing on a lot, is this is all about healthy, righteous communication. And our communication with Yah has got to be top priority. That's called prayer. That's called meditation. Prayer and meditation and having that, that daily time that is set aside, or I should not say set aside, but I should say that is Kadesh, where we're separating ourselves from the world and getting into the zone and saying, hey, I want to grow. I want to be a better person because I know if I got him living inside me, I can do all things through Yeshua who gives me the strength. So I want him to dwell in me. I want his Ruach, to overflow me with love, overflow me with joy, overflow me with shalom. I need these things in my life. I de decree and declare Galatians 5 over me. I want all nine fruits to flow freely through me in my daily life. Hallelujah. This is what's up. I could preach on this for another 25 hours, but I'm going to wrap it up by just reading this for today, and we're going to reread it. On Monday. We're going to reread it on Monday. My wife just reminded me, I know I can't get ready in an hour, and we got to be out of this room in an hour. Okay? And we got to be in a... Golden Corral, where San can do a conference call. She doesn't have to be in Golden Corral, but we would like to be in Golden Corral. Uh, so, yeah, we are checking out. And when we check out, we're heading to Wisconsin. We're going to be in Madison. Hello, Wisconsin! That's what we are doing. So we have to be ready. We have to be preparing. And you should be ready. And you should be preparing your life, right, 
You should be preparing your life with uh, you should be preparing your life with everything that Yah provides so that your life can fit perfectly into his plan. That should be the preparation of every day. You want to be a perfect fit into his plan, just like Jeremiah was for the most part. Did he fight it? Yeah. Did Moses fight it? Yeah. Did Peter or Kepha, did he fight it? Yeah. Over and over and over, we see everyone that was supposed to, except for Yeshua, everyone that was supposed to fit into a perfect plan of Yah, all these authors were imperfect people that did not fit very easily. They had to do what? Change. So, yeah, we're coming to Wisconsin. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. I couldn't resist. I had to do it. All right. Thanks. So... You had me wondering if I hit a bad button. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did that earlier, and I already forgave you, so let's move oh, on. I okay. I, I completely forgot I had everybody online muted. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know what? Because of time, and I don't want to stress my wife out, I want to relieve her of that and be sensitive. We do got to get out of this room. We got to check out and we've got 48 minutes to do it. Okay. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and look at this message uh, for Monday to continue. And that will be the 4th of July. I'm going to go into this thing from uh, Bible.org and uh, I'm going to actually forward it to Scribe uh, because I think he's been really he's been really having Malachiah speaking to him as a prophet in just the way that he's convicted about not stealing right uh, in the in the giving in the tithes in the offerings in the love gifts you know and. Uh, but the first opener that is so powerful in this that, you know, we see is this is, it's called Yah's faithful covenant love. So that's why verses 1 through 5 in Malachi 1, if you can study that over the weekend, if you can pray over that over the weekend, then we can come out in a bang pun intended, on the 4th of July, we can have some fireworks because we know that the book of Malachi begins with a burden of the word of Yahweh 
to Yisrael by the hand of Malachiah. So when this burden gets on our hearts, and I've had it happen to me so many times as I bring forth a prophetic word that I have to realize he wants to see this change. And I've had numerous prophecies about this end times restoration that we're in. And the main thing that we're going to restore is Yah's love in this world. Because there's a lot of people hating right now. They have rejected Yah. They're not walking in love. And then there's the diversion of religion. They're walking in religion and not walking in love. They think what they have is love, but it's a counterfeit. It kind of looks like, smells like, you know, acts like love, but it's really not. And many people even fall into what we call codependency, which is also not love. There's so many distractions to get us off the path. So this love-hate relationship is going to end. There's not going to be any more hate. There's not going to be any more rejection. We're going to submit to Abba Yah and his will, all of us together, and we're going to follow love. We're going to choose love. And it's going to be incredible, and I'm really, really looking forward to continuing on this series throughout this up-and-coming week right on into scribes licensing, scribes ordination, and going into, of course, our renewal of our vows in Lake Tahoe, which everyone's invited to go to Lake Tahoe and celebrate with us. You're on your own when it comes to your room. You're on your own when it comes to your transportation. You're on your own when it comes to food. We're not going to we, – we already give away everything we got. We're not going to go ahead and, and pay for everybody. We're paying for a few people that are serving, that are ministers, you know, because we appreciate them doing this. But for the most part, you know, I, I give away the farm too often, and it's, it's, if people want to be there – They'll figure out a way to come up with a train ticket, an airline ticket, or have somebody drive them up there, or they'll drive up there. However they'll get there, they'll get there. It doesn't matter whether gas is $10 a gallon or $5 a gallon or $2 a gallon. They're going to go because they love us and they want to be there, and we are inviting you to be there. And I'm not trying to guilt trip anybody that's already decided, well, I can't afford to go. But, you know, that's the most lame thing that a person can do. You know, it's like two months away, and you're already saying in your mind, I can't afford. That is broke mentality. That is stinking thinking. That is a horrible way to think. You should be thinking, oh, yeah, it probably cost an extra grand for me to go up there. I can make that today. I've got businesses. I have the ability to make $1,000 today. Unfortunately, most people are so bound by Hasatan Gadrael, the enemy tells them, no, you can't do it. 
when everything we see in the truth, in the word, tells us we can do all things. So why do we live in that broke mentality that the first thing we say is, I can't afford it, instead of, I can make the money to do it? Are you going to convention for LifeWave in Florida? Yeah, of course I am. I wouldn't miss it for nothing. And all of a sudden, when you make the decision you're going to do something, Yah provides because you're willing to do the work. You've made an agreement with Yah. Yeah, I'll work my butt off. I'll get this done. And then it gets done. Somehow, miraculously, somehow, he works it all out by your faith. He does it. And we've faithfully sown seed, sown seed, sown seed, sown seed into this ministry of our time. And I believe that the provision of overflow to impact even more lives than in our past, our latter rain is going to be greater than the former rain. Because we want to love more, hate less. We want to give more, and we want to take less. We want to be in Yah's will, and we want to love with our life, with everything that we got. We want to love. Hallelujah. So, yeah, we're going to need to step it up. We're going to need to believe with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our mind, that we can love with our life and be an expression of him, be his hands and feet, the hands and feet of love to the nations. I'm Rev Rock and I'm a Yajay for Yahweh, a Shaliach of Ahaba, a messenger of love. Bringing it to you here on Love Live Ruach Remnant Reality Radio, Love With Your Life by Holly Ann. Have yourself an incredible day. Rock on. Yeah, we go round and round again But people, we were meant to play A life that's beautiful Yeah, we got so much love yeah, Don't look to the left or right You know the future's worth the fight Don't look to the left or right uh, Hey, yeah L-O-V-E rolls off the tongue But sometimes the words just not enough Gotta dig a little, dig a little deeper uh, You gotta love with your
day to pass, not another moment. I want to live intentionally in light of eternity. I want to love like you love. I want to love with my life. 